Hello and welcome everybody to the She Rises Studios podcast. My name is Angela Bell and I will be your host for today. I am very excited to introduce our guest today, new author Ella Shea. She is an author who has published her first book, From Broken to Beautifully Broken, a book about turning grief into growth. She's used various avenues of therapy to revisit 35 years of trauma and has the ability to now find the hidden gem in each of those traumas. She's learned that her traumas do not make her a victim, but rather she can choose to make them life lessons and help them make her a the best version of herself. So thank you so much for joining us today, Ella. It's a really great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So is there anything else you'd like to tell our audience to tell them a little bit more about yourself? Um, so I started writing this book about two and a half years ago. Um, and it took me a really long time to get through some of the chapters. Um, it really is my true raw emotion in each of the chapters. So sometimes I had to get up and, and walk away from the book for a day, two days, sometimes even a few weeks. So it took a while for me to write the book um, mm -hmm. because I really did want to put in my true emotion. And the feedback that I've been getting so far from everyone is that they really do appreciate how raw and how open and honest I was with certain situations that some people really tend to keep to themselves. So um, I was happy to hear that people appreciated that. That's wonderful. So can you tell us a bit about how your journey began that led to you writing your book? Yes. So technically my journey through trauma started when I was four years old in a nearly fatal car accident. However, at four years old, I didn't understand mental health. So I didn't really know that I was on this journey um, until I was about 30, 38 years old. So quite some time later, um, I developed an eating disorder um, and I was put into treatment for a few months. And it was there that um, I was forced to really dig into the last, you know, 35, 33 years of my life um, and, and go through each of those traumas and, and really get to the root of them. And I don't want to say get over them because nobody really gets over the trauma, but they learn how to live with it. And Thankfully, I was able to pull the pieces out of those traumas um, to make me a better person rather than using them to victimize myself or help, you know, keep them, uh, the traumas keeping me from moving forward. I found some part of the trauma that could make me a better person. That's amazing. And so what, I mean, what prompted you to turn all of this into a into a book, you mentioned that it took a while to get through it. So what kind of told you that you needed to, to put it into a book and share the message? Um, for a majority of my, actually, even not just my adult life, even in my teenage years, I would use writing as a tool for processing my emotions. So I always had a journal, you know, when I spoke to people, that I felt like about a topic that I felt passionate about, I would often write it in a letter rather than speaking face-to-face. -face. Writing was just an easier way for me to express myself. Um, 
I mean, and that's a, a loaded question in itself of why I needed to write instead of saying it face to face. But in any case, um, throughout many years, I, I kept, you know, portions of my journey and turned them into stories into my in my journal. When I was in treatment, I realized that um, a lot of people weren't very willing to be open about their story. Um, you know, we were in a room with, you know, 10, 12, sometimes we even got up to like 15 different men and women <clears throat> all sharing the same outcome, some sort of eating disorder, um, but we all got there on a different path. And each of us was kind of scared to, to tell our stories out loud due to, you know, the stigma that could be related to it or the shame that's related to it. And so I thought to myself, if I can share my story with, with the world and someone can find a relatable moment in one or many of those traumas or life circumstances, then maybe it will give them that little push that they need to speak up and tell their stories to benefit themselves, to get the help that they need. Um, so that's really when the idea came about that I really should try to get this into a book. And then once it was in book form, I didn't really think I was going to publish it. And then, I, and then the ball just started rolling and, and here I am. That's amazing. And now when it comes to, you know, your recovery, right? How, like, I know so many people, I myself have struggled with eating disorders. I know there's so many people out there that are impacted by these sorts of things. So like, do you, do you have tools that you use to stay in recovery? Yes. Um, so recovery from anything is not linear, right? So there's going to be the ups, and ups and downs. So first and foremost, like everyone needs to know, like you shouldn't get discouraged if you have a bad day. One day does not mean that you know, your recovery was for nothing. Um, it's when it becomes many, many days that maybe you should reconsider getting yourself back in treatment, but it's not linear. So you're going to have a lot of ups and downs that go with your treatment. Um, and I think for myself, the biggest, the biggest way that I'm able or the greatest way that I'm able to get through my days successfully is with a support system. So you know, my husband makes sure that the scale is not in the bathroom anymore, you know, uh, because that was one of my things. I weighed myself, you know, 15, 20 times a day. Um, so he took the scale out and and now I'm, I'm used to it. Now I'm used to it not being there and I'm OK with it. You know, my husband will notice if I'm having an off day and, you know, I didn't eat so much. It's not that he has to babysit me. I, I make my own decisions. but. Mm -hmm you still need to have a support system in place that understands what you're going through because if they don't understand what your struggle is, then they can't help you. So that's actually another avenue of my book is to educate those who are the support system, because you can go through recovery all you want, but once you leave recovery, you're on your own. And it really is important to surround yourself with people who understand what it is that you went through and are still going through so they can help you on the days that you might need a little bit of extra help. Um, I have a dietitian, I have a nutritionist, I have a psychiatrist, a therapist, all of those people are my support team. Um, 
in one day, maybe I won't need them, you know, but recovery from an eating disorder is very different than recovery from any other substance abuse. So, you know, with alcohol or with drugs, you avoid being around those things, right? To help your recovery. With an eating disorder, you cannot avoid food. You have to you have to face your demons three, four, five times a day, however many days you need to eat, however many times you need to eat in a day, you need to be able to face that. So the recovery is a little bit different. Um, but like I said, recovery is the same for everyone in the sense that they need to have a support system in, in one way or another. That's so true. That's so true. And so, I mean, with, with writing about, you know, the mental health aspects, I know we've, we've discussed before and you've said that the book, while mental health is a key feature and it's something that you want to draw attention to the importance of mental health. There's also so many other themes that carry through the book, things like, you know, parenting and whatnot. So um, could you tell us a little bit about what, like the other themes that you hope readers are able to see and, and dive into when they're reading through the book? Yeah, I think that um, when people hear turning grief into growth or exploring traumas, they think of like the major events in somebody's life, you know, catastrophic events. They don't think about the small moments that can sometimes still affect you as a human being. You know, being a parent is not a trauma, but it's a life circumstance that can affect you in many different ways. You know, um, I went through a divorce. Was it traumatic? Yes. Was it on the same level as some other traumas that I went through? No. But, you know, I still want my readers to know that I have been through a lot of things and there is a way to find the positive in the things that you still think might be the most awful situations for you. Um, I do. I talk about parenting. I talk about having three children. I talk about how, you know, each day they grow a little bit more and I miss the old versions of them while, you know, embracing the version that they are now and waiting with anticipation for the version that they're becoming, you know, and I talk about how that's a roller coaster of emotion. And, you know, I go into my opinion on all of that. I talk about starting over and getting remarried. I talk about grief and loss in the sense of, you know, losing a loved one. You know, everyone has lost someone at some point in their life. And if they haven't, they will at some point, unfortunately. Um, and nobody really likes to talk about the feelings associated with those things. Um, and so I kind of open up Pandora's box for those things. And I, I really want people to feel their emotion. And that's, that's the only way that you can get through life's challenges is by actually feeling the emotion. And that's sort of what my book prompts you to do. I love it. And so can you tell us a bit about how does it feel to grow and become the best version of yourself? Um, I like to say I found my freedom. So for so many years, I sort of felt trapped because I never really knew what it was that was bothering me. I never really could pinpoint why I acted certain ways, why certain things triggered me. Um, and so in doing the work of, you know, self-exploration and self-reflection, 
changing my perspective. Um, I really was able to figure out how I function and why I function. Um, and that has helped me become a better person. And so, you know, I choose how to live my life every day without the circumstances of how I was brought up or who I was surrounded with or what people did to me. Um, and that really is such a freeing feeling. You know, I can choose to, you know, shed my, my skin a thousand times in a lifetime if I want. Um, and that's my choice. And I chose to leave behind the version of myself that was traumatized. And I grew from that into the version of myself that I want to be, not what other people may be. Mm, so true. And so what um, for readers that are or for listeners that, you know, want to either pick up a copy of the book or they're looking to connect with you, where do you hang out online? Where's the best way to get a hold of the book? So the book is available um, on Amazon and all major retailers online. Um, you can get it on my website, on my website, which is lsha.com. Um, and I do have a book signing coming up um, in Milburn, New Jersey at the book house next Thursday, uh, September 14th. Um, and I will be speaking at a few events. Um, one being the um, Women Empowerment Gala um, at Macalusos in Hawthorne, New Jersey. It is run by a foundation called My Second Chance, which raises funds for domestic violence survivors. Um, so I will be speaking there and I'll have my books to sign afterwards. Um, but all of that information can be found on my website, can be found on my Instagram, which is Alishe underscore author, um, or on my Facebook, which is Alishe as well. Amazing. And so before we wrap up here, uh, Ella, what could you tell me, what is the best piece of advice you ever received on your journey? Oof, that's a tough one because you, you know, when you go into treatment, you receive advice in many different shapes and forms, you know, music therapy, art therapy, writing therapy, all of those things. But what one of my counselors said to me during treatment was the, the phrase is stop shooting on yourself. In other words, stop saying I should have. I shouldn't have, I could have, what if, all of those things, because you're never going to get an answer to those things. So you're going to sit there and consume your life with what could have been while your actual life is passing by. The things that you can control, the things that you can change, those are the things you should be thinking about, not what could have been. And I think that's, that really was my best advice. Um, and I use that often in making my decisions on a daily basis. That's good advice. It's very good advice. Well, Ella, congratulations on the release of your book in both ebook and paperback. It's so exciting. I mean, it's amazing that it's out and it's going to help so many people. And thank you so much for stopping by today and sharing with us a little about, you know, the background and your journey and the process in writing the book. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. And thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of the She Rises Studios podcast. 
Thank you all so much for joining another episode of She Rises Studios podcast. Please follow us online at She Rises Studios. You can also visit our website at www.sherisesstudios.com.